Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. OBP Midweek is in full effect. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Man, great Wednesday in this hot, hot ass July 11th. And you know, we're coming with that midweek boxing talk as we always do. We got a, we got a lot, surprisingly, a lot to cover today. So we ain't going to do all the little chit-chat at the beginning. I'm just going to go ahead and bring the Central Valley's finest up. Uh, my man, tag team partner, um, the Marty Janetti of the group. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. The host of the main show, uh, my man, RCRC. RC, what's popping, my man, out there, man? Still hot as hell? <clears throat> yeah, definitely is uh, still heating up, my man. Barely getting on from the gym as usual during the week, and um, just taking in the Kool Aid suit now. Yeah, man, you know I'll be I'll be getting in there sometimes. Like gym, you know, I, that I, gym I, wings, gym's barbecue, gym's what? Oh no, man, come on, man. You know, you know I don't play that stuff, man. When it comes to barbecue, we do that West Coast style. It, it's tri tip, man. I don't even really like ribs and shit like that. So you know, I get down with it. Come on now. But the G, yeah, but no, the, no. J, the GYM, you know. Uh, just yeah, we know. We can just go camp. to your Instagram. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure you put a post on there today on your Instagram, uh, some kind of selfie in the mirror that you. Use, but you don't do that. Somebody usually, I, I guess, just taking these sneak pictures of you. But hey, man, no, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. Like you said, yeah. I, all I post is yeah. beautiful women and and sports related subjects. So um, I'm actually surprised that one of those those subjects that you have listed on here is one that you was all key, key, key giggling about earlier in the week. So I was like, ooh, well, I, I guess we've got to cover it then since it, I guess it's some sort of news, right? right? Uh, shit, I don't know, man. When we when we get to it, we'll figure it out, man. You let me know. So uh, let's go ahead, no, let's go ahead and start getting to this. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about at this point, but, hey, be prepared to shoot the slug when it comes, man. But this is uh, OBP midweek, man, and we shoot slugs all day, every day. Hey, before we get into it, speaking of slugs, what's up on the tickets, dog? Are we waiting to the last minute or, you know, now it's going to be – I got a three-piece with me. Now all of a sudden my old man wants to wants to come. So it's going to be me, my little brother, and my old man, three ball guys that look look exactly the same. <laughs> no, that's what's up. Um Actually, um, I mean, I, I can, we can get mine tomorrow. I ain't tripping whenever you're ready. Um, I just think that uh, I got to get a hold of my cousin that I'm going to be staying with out in L.A. 
see if she's going to bring her and her friends to come along with us. So I didn't know uh, what their range was and what they were wanting to spend. But I looked up the tickets. I seen what they were going for. Um, probably going to be spending somewhere around what? 150 or something like that for some decent seats. You know what I mean? Something like that is what I'm thinking. I, I mean, I don't know. So you're going to be dropping you, – you're talking about that second – that uh the the second level. High yeah, on the yeah, second yeah, level. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Second yeah, yeah. Level at least. We could probably least, do that. You know I mean? so, yeah, yeah that. I mean, okay. it, it seems more. It seems more likely to me. Um, I know. Um, I know my cousin want to bring her friend with her and shit like that. But you know who's not paying for no free tickets? This guy. So uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I'm ready whenever you are. Um, uh, so we could we could get that taken care of. I mean, we're coming up a little bit less than uh, less than three weeks now. So. It's about that time, man. But we will be there. I got the uh, went to the homeboys uh, shop today to get the shirt set up, and uh, people out there will see the Outsiders Boxing Podcast on the tease from what you see from what pops up on the iTunes feed when you see the Outsiders Boxing Podcast when you hit the search bar. So yeah, it's all it's all getting set up, man. I can't wait. I, I need. I'm itching. I'm itching to get back to SoCal. I'm ready, man. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. Definitely. Uh. For many reasons, but now that my old man, I don't know. We'll see. He's just gonna be, he's just gonna have to be smoky in this bitch. But hey, let's talk some boxing, man. We got a couple of fights this weekend. Uh, one of them involves your boy coming fresh <laughs> off a L. And when I say fresh, that was, I don't have it up right now. I should have it up, but. Let's say a year or two ago when he beat Horn, I mean when he lost the Horn. Um, yeah, you said Manny it right. Pacquiao. Yeah, you said it right. You said it right. <clears throat> yeah, Manny Pacquiao um, fighting for something that's called the regular WBA regular welterweight championship against Lucas Matisse. Uh. I'll let you start on this, man, because this is your guy. Uh, I want to. I want to hear what you've got to say about this. Uh, you know, is this important to you? Or you're gonna be peeping it. I don't know what time it comes on. It's in Malaysia, so therefore, who knows how many hours they're ahead? Maybe twelve. So it might come on. Who knows? It might come on in the morning. Let me check it out while you're talking. No, I think I think that uh, for the people on the East Coast, it'll be pretty late. But for us here on the West Coast, fortunate enough, we'll sh- we should be able to watch it around regular schedule times. Um, if not, it might be a little bit earlier because I know that they're going to be doing the fight in Malaysia somewhere around 2 in the morning or something like that. I, I, I'm not 100% on that, but just to be friendly to where it's going to be available to see for the uh, people on the East Coast, which will be late at night, but us in the West Coast, I think it actually might come on at 9 because I heard it might come on at somewhere around 11 or something like that on the East Coast, but I'm not 100% sure on that because I know that they're going to be having uh, the ESPN Plus app going for that, so um, it's going to be an odd time for sure, but it's not going to be Anthony Joshua's fights that happen at like, you know, fucking 2 in the afternoon over on the West Coast, so it's not that bad. All right, cool. So how do you see the fight? Go ahead and uh, break down this fight. I want to hear what you got to say first. All right. Now, this one is going to be a little bit of a different type of a feel for me because um, 
you know, we've we, we seen Lucas Matisse's last fight against Kiram. Remember the guy who had the little secret uh, smelling scent and whatnot in the corner? Who knows what it was? Uh, people had their eyebrow raised and things like that because even you, Will, it told me that the knockout looked suspect, almost like he took a dive. And for the most part of that fight, when I seen Lucas in there, he looked like a shadow of himself, uh, a big crowd in his favor, and everybody's kind of booing the fight. Like, Lucas didn't really show anything for the first, I mean, I mean, not even the first, probably every goddamn round leading up into the round when he got the knockout and the round before. Lucas Matisse looked like an absolute shell of himself. He could have, he, he, you could tell he wanted to have the clip loaded all night, but it was jamming up. Lucas Matisse did not look very good in his last outing. Manny Pacquiao, on the other hand, uh, suffered an L by the scorecards. The internet had a field day with that one. But Pacquiao did look like Pacquiao for a second in that fight, and he looked like Pacquiao post-knockout for the majority of the fight as far as uh, not having that killer instinct into where you see that the other fighter on the other side of the ring is in, in danger and you wouldn't think that it'd make it to the cards but it did look like that it was going to make it to the cards from his fighting style with that said he got bullied around by Jeff Horn uh, if you remember Pacquiao it cuts on both sides of the head that were not from gloves so uh, that was that bothered him obviously no excuses whatsoever but uh, in the eighth round if Pacquiao had about ten more seconds five more seconds who knows uh, that fight was looking like it was getting ready to be stopped Jeff Horn was in a bad 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 place and that's when he looked like the Pacquiao before but you know every every fighter's got a last hurrah and people were asking me if this is going to be Manny Pacquiao's last fight I don't think it's going to be his last fight I think he's gonna uh, definitely try to get another one going after this one with the money situation that he's involved in. But, um, you know, we'll see how things work out. I think it is going to be an exciting fight from the fan standpoint, because regardless of Lucas Matisse not being the guy that he was uh, put out to be as the machine, you know, previous to his, uh, his 12-round decision L to Danny Garcia, he had a big hype behind him. And with that, he's going to have similar fighting style that he's been had. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. He's not going to go in there and try to outbox Manny Pacquiao. I, I don't see that happening. So I, I expect a, a rock'em, sock'em, robot type of a fight, a last hoorah for both guys because most likely the loser of this fight is going to be pretty much a gatekeeper. And, and not only that, they might be in a safe spot for the time being because the winner of this fight might be getting sent to the lion's den. Um. We'll, we'll see. That's that's neither here nor there, but it, it, it could definitely be a possibility for the future. And when I talk about the Lions, then I'm talking about getting in with Bud Crawford. So it's not looking easy for the winner. And for the loser, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough from paychecks that they're used to getting to what they'll be receiving in the future. But I do think that it's a good scheduled fight stylistically. Manny Pacquiao and Lucas Matisse, they can uh, get the crowd on their feet. It could be one of those fights that that is uh um I wouldn't I wouldn't say fight of the year type worthy, but it will be somewhat um along those lines. Because Pacquiao is a shadow of himself, obviously, and Lucas is a shadow of himself. 
as well. But these guys both have enough power to finish the fight uh, when it comes to the lack of defense that they both have. So, you know, we know Manny. He'll he'll get hit and he'll bang his gloves together and start trying to bang it out with that finding reach that he has. Not very textbook, but he has that finding reach where he gets his comfort zone and fills up soft spots and then he kind of starts to unload. I don't think Lucas Matisse is going to offset or give him any surprises when it comes to him finding his reach and figuring out where he needs to be in the phone booth to put these mitts on Lucas Matisse. And vice versa, go the same way. So um, I, I definitely see it as a, a really good, <clears throat> a really good entertaining fight. Excuse me, and uh, I, I expect to see some fireworks this Saturday. The ESPN Plus app was taking a little bit of heat because it, of it cutting out uh, last weekend during the top rank events, where I know some people wanted to see Andy the Destroyer Ruiz from where I'm from in California because he has a fan base uh, in the area. So um, they said it cut out. During uh, during the fight in the fourth round, and they missed the entire fight. So ESPN Plus app has definitely took some heat for that, and they're hopefully looking to fix these bugs. Now with it being in Malaysia, I know damn well they bet not have that shit messing up. When someone, let's say if we're on the East Coast and you stayed up all night, um, scheduling your Saturday night around a fight that is coming on around midnight. So if it cuts out in the first or second round and some shit like that, there's going to be a problem. Lucky for me and Will, we got a uh, a primary uh, before the app that could get us to where we need to go. Um, but uh, I, I'm subscribed from the app just from the Michaela Mayer fight. So, you know, I'm on borrowed time for uh, another two weeks or so. So I'll see how that whole thing works out, whichever one's going fastest. But, um no, I, I think that Willa, this has a, the chance to be a really, really good fight that is going under the radar because, you know, when, when we talked about this fight, as I mentioned, to start off all this, when Lucas Matisse looked like shit and got a win against a, a dude that had a suspect looking dive. Afterwards, I came on the podcast the next day saying, Lucas Matisse, you ain't shit, and you could go ahead and do your little uh, retirement home fight with Manny Pacquiao, which I predicted back then that would happen next. And I wasn't surprised that this was going to be the move moving forward for both guys. So thought Lucas looked like shit back then. It seems so long ago. And I think he's going to look a little bit less than what he looked like last time against Manny Pacquiao. This has no bias whatsoever involved with this pick. This pick that I'm making is pure, pure based off what Lucas Matisse looked like in his last fight and what Manny Pacquiao looked like in his last fight because these guys aren't 23 years old, 26 years old, um, or even 30 years old where you can uh, implement a different game plan and follow through with your endurance that you have uh, with, uh, without so many so rounds. I mean, Manny Pacquiao's got like 60 round or 60 fights under his belt, you know, 60-plus. And Lucas, you know, he's, he's taken some damage himself. Uh, but I got Manny Pacquiao in this fight, and I think we can see a late-round stoppage, not by looking up at the lights, but by just getting pummeled and the referee pulling Manny Pacquiao off of Lucas Matisse. I just think that the way Lucas looked in his last fight, there's no way, no how, that he's going to give Manny Pacquiao problems, even at this age. So, um Moving forward, it'll be the old sacrificial sheet form of the top-ranked promotions 
that just might get Manny Pacquiao in the ring to give up the ghost completely against Terrence Bud Crawford moving forward. Because outside of that, all the welterweight talent is in Showtime and Al Heyman. So the the welterweight talent that's in the top rank side, very limited. So you can I can see um, an in-house cash out by Bob Arum, and at the same time, putting a fighter above a, a, a level of a pedestal he hasn't seen it before. Because people always like to question uh, the the Bud Crawford haters like to question who's he actually beat. You know, um, funny they just kind of go off of the whole resume talk when they just pretty much ignore the boxing skill that's at hand. So um, I see Manny Pacquiao going away with this one in top rank, making a one more fight for Manny Pacquiao, the cash out fight moving forward. But Pacquiao got to win. I don't think there's no way Lucas wins this fight though, Willa. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. Uh, they're fighting for uh, Lucas Matisse's regular WBA welterweight championship uh so he's a uh, keith thurman is the is the regular champ the real champ but he's you know mia at this moment and i i feel you exactly on this terrence crawford now with this fight right now i see manny pacquiao doing something similar that he did to my man uh oh man what's my guy's name who's about to fight ortiz uh uh, Rios, I see something out here looking very Riosy. Pacquiao just beating him up. We saw Matisse fight that last guy. He didn't. He he was getting whooped until the until the guy took the dive. Um, this is gonna be. You know, I don't know if this is gonna be exciting. It'll be exciting for Pacquiao fans. Uh, you'll get to see him looking very fast, looking good in there as he goes in and out and just beats the hell out of Lucas Matisse. Um, and that it definitely should set up the Terrence Crawford fight. And if Manny Pacquiao decides to do that, you know, and Terrence Crawford wins, that would put make him the WBA regular champion, putting a lot of pressure on Keith Thurman to fight him sooner or later, or whoever it is, whoever wins that, uh, you know, if whoever has it. So I think that's a good look. Uh, hopefully Manny Pacquiao does what he's supposed to do and knocks and and, and knocks this guy out. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking uh, KO, like uh, sleep, uh, uh, taking a knee, a KO, not a TKO, a KO, a eight count. Um, but it should be a pretty good look. Should be a pretty good look, like you said. It does. You it comes on at 9 p.m. Eastern, so just regular time. In fact, that's even early. So, uh, yeah, you said they're doing it early in the morning. Uh, Probably, I guess, in Malaysia. What what undercards are you going to be watching? It'll start at 9, but, you know, they'll probably get Pacquiao and him out there around maybe 10, 30-ish around there, something like that. Maybe something like that if they got two fights before that they're going to – I mean, it's not going to be on live TV. It's 2 o'clock over there. Yeah. 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 yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. They've got the, uh, you know, ESPN. ESPN has fights. That's where the, uh, uh, what's the name, Progress fight. I think that's coming on just regular ESPN before at seven. So don't be surprised if that Manny Pacquiao. It isn't. It's just that fight. 
Um, but we'll see. Uh, let's go ahead and go to to the fam. I think we got my man Smoke Dog out here. Smoke Dog, man, Manny Pacquiao, Matisse. What's going on, fellas? Oh. Smoke Dog, how you how you feeling? What's going on, MC? What's going on, Willa? Oh man, I, I I feel the same way you feel. Uh, I think it's gonna go just like how um how when he fought Bam Bam Rios, one side beat down. I mean, unless uh, Matisse can kind of time him. Or something like that. Um, I would like to see it get competitive, just to see what uh, instruction Boo Boy uh, Hernandez gives Manny Pacquiao. Is he still going to be the trainer for this fight? You guys know? Yeah, I know it's not Freddie Roach, and he's very sad about that. Oh, okay, I thought I thought it was going to be Boo Boy. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, I, I yeah he's got his somewhere. he's got his old bag boy in his corner, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Boo Boy, but. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think Bob is willing to throw Manny in there with Bud. I think they want to see uh, some kind of different type of catchphrase for him to maybe fight. Um, uh, what's your boy's name, uh, man? Come on. Uh, damn. If they do that, they, they should have to nice. just fight Rigo. What's his name again? Uh, come on. Oh, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Right there. Yeah, Lomachenko. I think they'll try to do that before they uh, fight Bud. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think the Bob likes to look out for the brothers like that. So I think he will try to do a, something with Lomachenko before he will toss him in there with Bud. Really? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I see that. But, shit, it, if he fought Bud going off that fight, you're going against, you know, the the mythical pound-for-pound ranking number two guy. But if he does go in the other route and fight Lomachenko, it don't get no easier. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, whichever way it looks at it, I don't know if Pacquiao could, uh, or if Lomachenko, they him they could both meet somewhere around 138 or something like that. Um, I imagine it'd be tough for Pacquiao, even though I know he he stays in pretty good shape when it's when it comes fight time. But either way, it ain't gonna be easy for Pacquiao. He's, he's either gonna go on there against. Uh, you know, they're saying Pacquiao two. can make 140, so I figured the hell if they did 138, that's just two pounds. He could probably do that. Yeah, he probably could. He probably could, but he's an old man, so it's gonna yeah, have an effect as far as yeah, it's gonna have right. fa- effect as far as his reflexes and things like that because you know he's just got a lot of miles on him. So um, I, I just I, I I see the guy Lucas Matisse, the guy who you know quit against uh, uh, Victor Postol, and we've seen what Bud did to Postol, and I mean. We don't need to do the fight math about what kind of fighting power that Manny Pacquiao has compared to Victor Posto. It looked like a guy who um, was a little bit pushed over the edge somewhat, uh, put over the top, I should say, as far as like, oh, this guy's real tough, you know, especially what he did to Lucas. I think it's more of the fall on Lucas than it is how good Posto is. That's just me. But, I mean, it ain't going to be easy for Pacquiao either way moving forward. It's not going to be the uh, uh, good old – Send him, uh, send him away on the to the sunset finish for Pacquiao from top rank. Bob Aaron's about that money. Almost definitely. He's gonna get something out of him before he, he cashes him out for sure. He's gonna he's gonna get something out of him. I agree with that. Shit, if if Bob Aaron was gonna be a real nice guy about it and and give him a bone on his way out, 
you know, um, kind of like how they thought was going to – it's never a bone because, you know, Miguel Cotto was supposed to uh, beat the shit out of Saddam Ali. His going away fight, that didn't happen. So it's never a bone, but, you know, if Bob Aaron was really a nice guy and, and cared about Pacquiao, hey, you know, let's figure a way out how to throw him in there with some of the leaser of the competition instead of the guys we're talking about that's, you know, ranked number one and two on the pound for pound list. Throw him a bone on his going away party somewhere in uh, Dubai or something like that because Pacquiao don't fight in the States, you know? We've already seen Manny Pacquiao sacrifice. Uh, for Bud Crawford to get his WBO belt. Don't be surprised if we see him sacrificed again to Terrence Crawford for the big payday. You know, Manny Pacquiao needs the money. Manny Pacquiao is a money, you know, he wants that money, and, and the big payday is how he's going to go out. And then he'll, you know, he can come back. But this, like I said, if he can do this, if, if Bob Aaron can pull this off, it will make Bud Crawford the WBA regular champion you know, and that I don't know really what that means. Maybe that's like the number one contender, hopefully, and they'll put a lot of pressure on Keith Thurman or whoever after a while has to fight, you know, they will have to fight him eventually or maybe give up the belts or something like that. So hopefully that happens. If Aaron's smart, that's what he's thinking, and uh, I think that's the way to move on, man. Uh, Pacquiao's done a lot for him, and – the way to get let out, I think, is to get the big payday and, uh, you know, just take a beating by a young guy and pass the torch. But, um, but yeah, I guess we'll uh, go to the next fight that's coming on before. And uh, this is supposed to be coming on 7 p.m. on the regular ESPN. Uh, Progress, is that, is that how you say his name? Uh, he's uh, fighting. Yeah, yeah, Regis Progress. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Velasco for the WBC interim junior welterweight title. Um, both these guys undefeated. I don't know too much about about uh, Velasco. Um, I just know he's an undefeated boxer. Uh, I know this guy, Progress, is the real deal. Um, and hopefully be a build-up uh, week uh, after the Jose Ramirez fight who we will talk about later on, but this is for the interim title. Jose Ramirez has the real title, and they will be boxing, and that should be a good one. Um, but but as we've seen, anytime we come in here and we're looking at a guy and these guys haven't fought anybody, you know, you can't count them out if they're 20. I think the other guy's 27 now. I'm trying to pull it up now. But – uh never can take any of these guys for for granted and uh so but we'll probably see some easy work progress i think it's the real deal and uh hopefully so we can see him fight ramirez see these young guys uh battle it out uh, rc this guy's probably one of the most hated guys i think in central california right right now in this time uh how you see this fight going yeah, let me tell you something, Regis Progress. You've been talking a lot of shit, man. And you ain't going to be running your mouth like that over in the know. Because we know one thing. We're talking about A side, B side. You ain't got no say so for anything that happens moving forward in a fight with Jose Carlos Ramirez. He's been running his mouth, trying to be a, a, an attraction on the side. 
even though he's doing some decent work in the ring, he's not a bum, but he's going a part of the route that Terrence Crawford talked about. I mean, damn near being the only way black fighters can get some notoriety in this sport is by being the fucking class clown or being a troublemaker like Adrian Broner. And he's going out that route by running his mouth. He says that a closed mouth don't get fed, so he's going to run his mouth and and try to get fed as much as he can. But, yeah, we're supposed to have Jose beat the shit out of Danny O'Connor last week, and then we're going to see what Progress does. And we're going to see Progress down the road. Now that might change because Jose will be fighting later on this year instead because he's going to get his defense over here at the Save March Center in Fresno, California. And they put on a show. And what's coming next, which I thought was going to be on the undercard of the Jose Ramirez fight, which Bob Arum alluded to early on when the talks were happening after uh, shortly after Jose beat Amir Imam. But they uh, scheduled to change that for whatever reason. But one thing's for sure, if that punk bitch gets that win this weekend, then he got to get one more. Because you ain't going to just come over here and try to get a shot at the, the, the green strap, the WBC, like junior weight title. Like, come on, man, cut it out. You're not going to come over here running your mouth doing that stuff. Jose Ramirez is a dog, and we're going to see what kind of dog he's got in him. Because Jose's a big dog, too. He ain't no little dude at the division. Pretty big guy with, with speed and range, and, and uh, I think he gives a lot of dudes problems. He does have his problems as well. But Regis Progress. He ain't giving him no problem. We're going to see what he does, and then we're going to see if he's going to run his mouth when he comes around this way. The most hated man in Central California? I don't think so. He's not up there. He ain't on that level. We ain't worried about him. He need to get to Jose's level before he starts running his mouth and try to make something out of nothing. Elephants don't worry about ants. Well, well you, say, you say that, but he is the WBC interim champion. So that means he's the number one contender. Uh, so, you know, all that and the, the hard work that you have for this young, this young guy, you know, he's from five miles east of, uh, not five miles, five hours east of Houston, I-10, uh, from that New Orleans. And he's the real deal, man. Um, he talks a lot of noise, but he also said that he respects Ramirez and that Ramirez is a nice guy. He's just going to give him that work. And me, being a Southern gentleman, I believe him. Um, but we're going to see. I think it's coming. It's coming soon. And uh, you're talking about one more fight. I mean, Jose Ramirez isn't, you know, some kind of big name. You know, he's not he's not really doing anything like that to be demanding guys to have one more fight. You know what I'm saying? Just get just get it cracking if he thinks he's gonna win. You know, get it, you know, make it happen. But if you you know, if y'all if y'all don't think he can do it, then maybe he needs another fight. But you know, the like you you alluded to, news is that he will be fighting uh he will be fighting Orozco. I think I have seen fight uh, September 13th. So he went from fighting uh, Danny O'Connor, which was like number 
thirty or something, I, I, or maybe eight. I don't know. He was a little less. He was a little higher rated on the WBC to maybe a uh, tougher fight uh, against a Roscoe uh, out there in Fresno, man. So he does get it. It's coming in uh, September thirteenth, so a couple of months. How do you feel about that? Are, are you hyped? Are, are the tickets on sale? They're going to be coming. They're going to be coming. But uh, I'm not worried about nothing. The fight's going to happen in September, so if Regis Progross wants to wait an extra two months before he gets in there, then he can do that too. He just come in sluggish at his own disadvantage. So it, it's whatever. That's why I say one more fight ahead, uh, just because of the time frame being involved with, not not like Jose's no big shot caller or nothing like that because he's still relatively young and he's uh, uh, still on – he's a champion right now, but he's still on a um, – I wouldn't say a, a, a protected level, but his career has been uh, been pretty uh, a thought word moving forward from Bob Arum and things like that. But um, yeah, it, it's a, it's going to be a good fight. But like I said, I just think Jose gives a lot of these guys problems. There's going to be um, some problems for him stylistically when dudes come in that uh, come up for, and start to you know gun for him. But at the same time, the, the division is is pretty open. So um, he could uh, make his mark moving with this fight coming up in September. And then if he does get the W like I expect him to against Progress, then, yeah, you're looking at him like he might be the guy in the division to beat. So um, um, the fight in September, though, yeah, it might be a tougher fight than uh, than, uh, scheduled before with O'Connor. But, um, you know, the 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 killer instinct that Jose has, you, you could tell that he doesn't. Even when he was uh, up against the mom, just coming out with the same mentality that he come out with in the first uh, size, length, speed, and uh, and toughness and grit and the dog. You know, Jose's got it. He got it in him. So I think that uh, he, he, this one's going to be a fight that's going to uh, have Jose looking a, a lot better than he did against the mom. Not that he had a bad performance, but in mom. Uh, he, he had some good counters and some uh, really good speed to him as well. But that experience that got put in the memory log and, and moving forward with miles ahead, I think Jose was going to uh, definitely have a, a better performance that he had and uh, get some quick word out of the board. But we'll see how it looks. We'll see how, how dude comes in uh, uh, in camp and all that because we got to pay attention to everything like that moving forward because of the O'Connor situation. So nothing's for sure but hopefully that one will be for sure. And I'll tell you that the bag will be secured on that night in Central California. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that uh, when it's, when it's happening a little closer to the fight. Um, but uh, on to some other news. Um, we brought up Lomachenko a little earlier in the program. I think uh, Smoke Dog brought him up, said he wanted to see him fight Pacquiao. Uh, looking on the Instagram, I, I saw Lomachenko posting. He's out there doing a little work, a little shadow boxing after after his uh, shoulder surgery. And he's back. He's ready. And he's going to fight August 25th. Are you excited? Uh, we're talking about um, arguably, arguably, pound for pound best in the game. Um, if not, the five in the game. So are you excited that Lomo's back? Uh, I think this is good. Lomo's always good for boxing. I don't think that he's the, the best. I think he's a hype 
even though he's very, very, very good, even I would say he's a great boxer, uh, he's still a hype job. And, but he's definitely great for boxing, makes people talk. He's got, uh, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got people watching. So um, I'm sort of, you know, I'm not excited, but I'm glad that Lomo's back and he wasn't out for too long. What do you think, RC? Man, I don't give a damn about Vasil Lomachenko. The only thing I care about Lomachenko doing is getting a new defensive coordinator because his defense is lackluster as it gets. You've seen that happen with him catching it straight down the pipe from Jorge Linares. Now, one thing he's got to worry about moving forward is coming back too soon and coming back and looking too good. Because coming back looking too good, there's that shark in the water. That shark in the water, it swims around 140, and it swims around 135 that's coming in two weeks, and he swims around 130 if need be. And that's Mikey Garcia. A lot of people out there are wanting to see a fight where Mikey Garcia and Vasil Lomachenko maybe add a catch weight, or maybe Mikey just goes down to 130 like, fuck it. Um, we'll see how this all pans out for Lomachenko because, yeah, it's good that he's coming back. Hopefully um, you, you don't see any kind of, not rust necessarily, but any kind of kink in his armor or, or something that's missing where, you know, he's not looking like the Matrix or whatever the people say. Um, it's good for boxing for him to come back. So I don't mean to poo-poo on the whole party and shit like that, but um, I'm not a big fan of Lomachenko. I think he's a little overhyped as well. Um, definitely not number one pound for pound in my rankings, but I would just love for somehow, some way, Bob Barham said that he's, you know, he's willing to reach out and, and do business with Al Heyman and, and Oscar De La Hoya and Eddie Hearn. And it seems like he's at the end of his days to where, well, not end of his days, but the back half of his, of his life in general to where he doesn't need to go around this Cold War stuff that's been going on early in the 2000s or late in the 2000s uh, that moved on for so long. So maybe, hopefully, he could put away the hatchet and bury that that he has with Mikey Garcia because Mikey Garcia was gone for so long because he just stayed out of his contract with top rank and missed out on two years of his career. And Bob Aaron's super salty about that. Anytime he gets to throw some shade at Mikey Garcia, he'll do it. But maybe, hopefully, if that old man is really about giving the fans what they want to see, then maybe, just maybe. Granted, Garcia's got a win against Robert Easter Jr., which a lot of people think he should do. And maybe we can get something like that moving forward. Um, That's probably the only thing I'm excited about when it comes to Vasil Lomachenko coming back from his injury, is to see him get in the ring with Mikey Garcia. And I'll keep my fingers crossed the whole time, Willis. (laughs) <laughs> no, I feel you, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on Lomachenko. I, I, I'm glad that he's back. But, yeah, I'll say that. I am glad that he's back. And, and hopefully well, I thought you were a fan of the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a hater of Lomachenko. I don't think he's the best. Um, I don't like that he's a hype job. Uh, I wanted to see him lose. But I respect what he's doing. At the same time, I will watch his fight. So if that that's really – at the end of the day, if I'm watching this fight, I'm a fan, and you're watching this fight, so you're a fan. But let's talk about something that's, that, that's a little – that came out the blue. It came out of left field, something that's like a, 
uh, a WTF moment of 2018. I'm looking around on the internet, seeing what's up in boxing, and I see Lennox Lewis versus Vitaly Klitschko for later this year. I'm like, huh? So I look back and I'm thinking, I look at the date, like, what? Maybe, you know, what, what's the date? And it says July 10th. I'm like, okay. Then I'm looking around a little more. It's like this thing sort of has some wings. Now, if we all remember, Lennox Lewis pulled another UK brother move, the ultimate UK brother move. By going up, by going, and having a close fight uh, with Vitaly Klitschko, a fight where you would get you got hurt a couple of times, where Vitaly was up on a couple of cards, and but his eye was cut and he couldn't and he couldn't go, or the doctor said he couldn't go. So you won like that, and then he didn't give him the rematch. That. It's the ultimate UK brother move, and that I can never forgive Lennox Lewis for. <laughs> for which I really? was, you know, I I was a fan of his, but you can't you can't beat a guy like that and not give him a rematch. That's that's just a sucker move. But you you call now, him a sucker with him? Yes, I, I say he Yeah, he's the ultimate UK brother. He's the one that started it all. The one where I find, where I got where I, where I started my hypothesis. He was the first guy, and you know. But now, who knows how long ago? When was this? This was in two thousand and three. Fifteen years later, he's talking about giving this guy a rematch. Uh, what? What the hell is going on, uh, RC? Have you have you seen any of this on the internet? WBC says they confirm Lennox Lewis versus Vitaly Klitschko is on for Kiev. I'm reading this live right now. This is uh, 52. Oh, Lennox Lewis is what 52. Hey, Klitschko is what? What? Uh, He's an old man, bro. Uh, he's an old man. Um, shit. No, but uh, I'll let you look that up for a second. But man, man fuck that. I don't want to see that rematch. If we want to have our our whole little um, you know, old man fight that's kind of cool, entertainment, celebrity death match style, can we get Steven Seagal against George Foreman? We're supposed to have that. We're supposed to have that last year when Steven Seagal is calling him out. I'd rather see that fight. Um, uh, then this rematch, to be honest with you, um, it's just, these guys are so old and he wants to give them a rematch all of a sudden down the road. Hopefully the the bills are taken care of on that side of the pond uh, from Lennox Lewis, but um, you would think he's well taken care of from all the money he made in his career uh, because I really see no other point for this rematch so <laughs> 15 years later. Like, it, it don't make no sense to me uh, unless, you know, there was a party at the retirement home and someone was being disrespectful or whatever. That's the only thing I could think of. But 
I mean, fuck it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Let's, let's, see some old dudes, let's see some old dudes fight. And uh, I'm not mad at that. I, I, whatever. Let's do that. I'm down to see some old man fight. If I'm down to see George Foreman fight Steven fucking Seagal, yeah, I, I, I'm down for this old man fight too. Fuck it. Uh, uh, if, if we can see it, uh, put it on free television though. We got, I mean, put it on, you know, uh, some sort of event where it's like PBC on NBC or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, excited for it, no, but would I watch it? For sure. So uh, I'm down for that. But well, let's not forget about Steven Seagal getting his, his, his propers, too. <laughs> yeah, 46-year-old man versus a 52-year-old man. Uh, I think, man isn't there, I think there was a movie called Grudge Match. That was out not too long ago, and like, like maybe I forgot his name. Not Danny DeVito, but whatever yeah, the guy's Bob name De is. Yeah, De Niro. Yeah, he was. Yeah, they, you know, something like that. I, you know, more than likely, I, I mean, I would probably watch it. See one of these guys getting knocked out. Uh, they would probably get real tired. I'm sure it's going to be maybe six rounds. Uh, but we'll see, man. I, I think that's crazy. I thought that was. I thought I was being punked for a second. I'm not sure, you know, this is probably, we're not sure if this is going to happen, but Lennox Lewis has agreed. And, you know, Vitaly said, you know, he's been talking about boxing. He's been hitting that every time. He's been hitting about boxing every time the little brother fights. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's about Vitaly coming back and beating the shit out of Joshua for beating his brother's ass. Beating his brother's ass. So, um one thing we know for sure, I don't know how well shaped Lennox Lewis is, but Vitaly Klitschko in shape for sure. So, um, and I definitely, if this fight happens, let me just put it out there. I got Vitaly Klitschko whooping his ass. So, um, yeah, for sure. I'm down to see that fight. I'm not super hyped about it, but uh, being a fan of the Klitschko, I, I, I'd like to see Vitaly get in there one more time. Yeah, Vitaly. I, I, he probably whooped his ass, and I would be rooting for that to happen. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that oh, happens. Oh, really? You go for the ice. Russian over the brother, or the UK brother? I'm sorry. Over the UK brother? Yeah, 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 definitely. Fool me once, shame on something. Fool me again, shame on something else. That's <laughs> what they say. <laughs> so, you know. But Another all right, let's go. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hit let's let's hit another another topic, man, before we get out of here. Uh I was reading um Baby Fury, Kiri Fury is gonna be fighting Kulev for the uh like the IBF uh what's it called, like the IBF fight to get to the be the number one, the elimination, IBF elimination or something like that, right? And then I was looking to see Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was looking to see who uh, – I was looking to see, you know, I was just reading this thing, what's going up, and I looked and I saw who was supposed to fight Kulev before this. Do you know who that was? Your boy. Who was it, Willa? Big, Your boy, Big Baby Miller, the, the Pulev fade, right? Then – I look again, and the guy who ducked the pool FA before that is Dillian White. Why? Now they say it's a, you got to it's a, it's a, it's in his hometown of Bulgaria. 
But these guys, if they're good, they should be able to sleep pool up. Why are they, why are they ducking that and uh, giving up the chance to be Joshua's mandatory, be able to put some pressure on that? Is Pulev the real deal like that, or is it just they don't want to go to, I think it was Bulgaria and fight? So that's the duck. Yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah, I see that. I think it's more to do with going to Bulgaria because, um, uh, uh, but that's just my personal opinion about if I would want to go there and fight or whatever. But fact of the matter is, it would have been uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller uh, would have been his biggest payday to date. So, for whatever reason of him backing out of this fight, um, he's going to have to have a good excuse because when you're talking about getting the possible biggest payday of your career, then, you know, um, there's got to be some implications behind that. Now, the only thing that could be that is if Anthony Joshua somehow uh, works, worked a, a plan out moving forward with Jarrell Miller to give him more of a winnable fight. Um that he that schedule coming before a possible fight again. Uh, I, I I just don't think that Anthony Joshua will, will fight Deontay Wilder until he fights an uh, an American first. So uh, maybe something like that is in the works. I don't know. Not sure, but um, it could be. But um, if that's not the case, then yeah, he's definitely got to figure something out because, uh, like I said, it's hard to. It's hey, you know he's. He's from um, he's from the Brownsville section of Brooklyn, so uh, it's hard for me to see a guy pass regardless of the circumstances. You know what I mean? Because if, if you know, coming from my background, if someone's gonna throw money like that at me, oh yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking a big dollar. I don't care who it's against. But so what? We'll see what what what's moving forward for Jarrell Miller. And and you said that's my boy, but he's not my boy. I'm looking forward to see Jarrell Miller get his ass knocked out. Shit, maybe he might be getting a fight with Deontay Wilder next. Who knows? Because they got some beef going on too from uh, with Deontay's uh, grill and whatnot. So that might be the next fight. Who knows? Maybe he's backing out of this one because he's got something with Wilder. Not sure, but no. he definitely has to have something in the works. He's backing out because Kulev is, is a better boxer than him, and he would probably lose. And he'd be embarrassed. But, you know, you said he, was, he might be fighting Joshua. Uh, Joshua, Eddie Hearn had put some news out that Joshua signed with uh, Wembley. You know, they said, like, sign for the Deontay Wilder fight. And you click on it and it's like, they signed for Wembley. His next fight would be, uh, his next fight would be September 22nd, right? That's when he'll fight next. And... They will only have 80,000 seats or something like that. Then his next fight, April 13th, it's already signed, and but they're going up to 100,000 seats, like saying, you know, this is going to be the big fight, given the, the, given the appearance that they will be fighting Wilder next. Uh, have, did you get to see? I don't, I don't think I sent that to you. I just saw it the, not too long ago. Did you see anything like that where they tried to, you know, they're trying to allude that they're going to fight Wilder after this, but where Wilder talking all this shit, saying that old, that he's, you know, all the old contracts is out and all that, he ain't, you know, he ain't taking the bullshit no more. Uh, how do you think, you know, what does that look like? How, did you get to see any of that? Well, yeah, I've I seen that. I think it's uh... – that very well could be the, 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 the thing moving forward for the Wilder Joshua to be the big fight in, in uh, April on the 13th. 
I, I don't think Wilder's serious when he says, you know, 50-50 or nothing. You know, old deals is out. Now, the old deals might be out, but I think it might be um, a, a little bit of uh, leeway and in, in pushing his, uh, you know, kind of moving his muscle a little bit, similar to the way Gennady Golovkin did against Canelo, where he got more than uh, was originally offered. So I think he'll be uh, shooting for maybe 35 to 40, maybe, maybe a 60-40 split. Um, 65, 35 split, something like that. But he's definitely gonna have to get substantially more than he accepted that the first time. So um, that that might be the case. And I think Wilder, you know, will I don't think he'll 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 stall it out for a 50-50, no matter how disrespected he feels if he's offered somewhere around 35 and shit, not 40. So it's gonna be a big money fight. Um, that might be the case though. Uh, I, I, the only other person I could see him doing big numbers with like that would be if he fought Tyson Fury, but I don't think that's going to happen. Fury still needs a couple more warm-ups against a, a couple more midgets like he just fought. Um, they're talking about possibly having Dillian White face Joseph Parker and the winner of that fight facing Anthony Joshua in a big fight over there, so that still could be the case from what those UK fans think about a fight like that. I mean, for me, I, I look at it as a complete joke because Anthony Joshua beat both Dillian White and Joseph Parker, quote-unquote, beat Joseph Parker. I think Parker won that fight. But that's what they're looking like having Ford on that side of the pond um, for whatever reason. Uh, I don't agree with it, and but I'm not going to argue. Well, I'll, I'll argue regardless, but I'm not going to debate it too hard for someone who wants to say that Dillian White is not a top five heavyweight. You know, he might be the number five heavyweight. Then um, uh, it's not like he's a great heavyweight because, you know, I think Wilder will give him that Debo uppercut to red. And we've seen Anthony Joshua. Joshua now, granted, Joshua did get stunned by Dillian White in that fight, but he ended up finishing him, I think, in the fifth to sixth round, if my memory doesn't serve me incorrectly, but um, it's it's crazy, man. I, I I hope that the Eddie Hearn Anthony Joshua nonsense doesn't continue moving forward after this fight with uh, Povekin. That, by the way, is not even signed at this point in time by Povekin. So much for that fucking uh, deadline they gave Joshua. He signed real quick, but now. I don't know whatever they're working out, but Povekin still hasn't even signed for that fight, but they're still just going to let that one ride out. So it seems like a complete duck from Anthony Joshua to Deontay Wilder. I know AJ Protectors will say that he's had a he, – no, he had a contract waiting for a signature. You see Anthony Joshua post on Instagram the other day, sorry I haven't been active lately. I was just hanging around waiting for a signature as he was hanging upside down from the ropes as if he was doing some sort of uh, ab workout or whatever. Kind of gay ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Joshua is doing his whole little, you know, facade of what's really going on and all that bullshit. Um, But we all know contract details were complete blanks. So (laughs) why should Wilder sign a blank contract that just is basically, all right, you're going to do what we say moving forward. Anthony Joshua has kept his mouth shut and hasn't posted nothing for a while because the last time he ran his mouth, he talked about give me fifty million, and we'll make the fight. And when the fifty million came, he had to get the gag order from Eddie Hearn. He's like, just shut the fuck up, don't say nothing no more, man. This guy keeps on up in the ante, and uh, we got to start thinking of some shit. That's when he called 
a WBA order for him to fight <laughs> Alexander Povetkin. My theory, just my theory, but um, all in all, Anthony Joshua's got a lot to prove because he's taking major heat right now. So even if he fights Alexander Povetkin and gets that W or whatever, whatever, he's going to get bombarded with the wilder question. Now, we can see he was bothered by that after his fight with Joseph Parker. You could just tell every time the dude brought up Wilder, there was a grimace on the face of Anthony Joshua. So we'll see how old Calvin Klein English muffin-eating Anthony Joshua or Joshua Anthony, as Jarrell Miller likes to call him. We'll see how he conducts his business moving forward because it's strictly business right now when it comes to Anthony Joshua and his side. They're doing business, man. They're trying to get as much money as they can because they know Wilder's going to knock them the fuck out whenever that fight does happen. Most definitely, most definitely. That, um, yeah, we'll see. I guess they give, that's giving us a little tease. We'll see if they'll be able to make it work. Hopefully they will. Um I thought it would happen this year, but it didn't. Uh, so hopefully it'll happen April. What was that? April 13th. Um, yeah, before we get out of there. Um, oh, yeah. They put your boy on September 13th, right? That's like, no, no, no. On uh, what, what day was they, did they say your boy's fighting? September 13th. That's the day before the uh, Canelo fight, right? So they put him on a Friday. So he's got oh, he's yeah, got a lot. Yeah. He's, he's doing Friday fights, dog. He need you know before you trying to demand boys need to do this and that. You know he needs to get off Friday fights. But uh, but it should be packed, and then everybody will go down there to see the stars uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah. But um, but before we uh before we get out of here, RC man, is there anything you want to say? Anything we didn't cover real quick, uh, you know? Um, yeah, uh, not really. We 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 got a uh, we took care of a lot of business that was going on in this sport. Other than the fact that uh, one thing we probably did forget was Mikey Garcia in the news yesterday talking about. No, people think I'm joking, but I'm serious about this fence fight. It is going to happen at the end of this year. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but Mikey Garcia, I mean, I don't know if his cowboy hat is talking for him or whatever it is, or, but my man is feeling really strong right now. You can, it, it seems serious to me. I don't see it as any kind of a media front. But Mikey Garcia really is talking about fighting the truth at the end of this year. Um, did you see anything like that, Willa? And what do you think? Because, I mean, I, I think the little guy's out of his fucking mind. Hey, I, I saw it. Um, he said he can handle it, handle the, the him being a little big, bigger. Yeah, I saw the whole whole little interview. Um, yeah, like I said, this is this is Mikey Garcia, the the prodigal son. This guy is is the real deal. Can he beat Spence? I don't know. Does he think he can? Yes. Do I give him a chance to beat Spence? Just off the 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 strength that he thinks he can beat him, yes. Is it a tough order? Yes. Really? But I think he's I think he's a hundred percent serious, and that would be great. 
That would be great. Maybe they could do it in Texas. Be going down. I'm down for that, man. And, uh, yeah, I definitely saw that. We'll, de- we'll be talking about that. Seems like we've been uh, talking about that every couple of couple of uh, episodes because this is a that's a pretty good fight. He's not mentioning Terrence, so that's that's one thing we have noticed. That's why yeah, uh, that's, that's why we know that that guy is a different kind of animal. But uh, oh yeah, but yeah, man, because we know Terrence. We know Terrence was throwing some tweets out there like, man, you running your mouth. We can make it happen. You know what happened in the amateurs, so. I was a couple months back, and yeah, I haven't heard no clapback from Mikey Garcia ever since then. There might be something. I have to look it up, but I don't recall any kind of clapback. So, um, yeah, like you said, a different kind of animal when it comes to the, all the boxing check marks listed, checked off from the skill set that Terrence Bud Crawford has. But uh, real quick, just to follow up on your little uh, uh, mention that you did about the progress and, and Jose Ramirez fight, look, okay, yeah, he's fighting on Friday. But they're trying to get it in as soon as possible so we can move on forward and get in that that um, uh, fight with hopefully progress moving forward in, in 2019. You know, um, and yeah. And let's not forget, Willis, Jose Ramirez has the lineal strap, not the lineal champion, but the green strap, WBC strap, which was the 2000th title defense with the WBC green strap when he beat Mary Mom. So he has a very special belt, similar to the how when Floyd fought uh, Connor and there was the money belt and like when Golovkin won the uh, multicolored Mexico and uh, Kazakhstan flag uh, WBC title. So he does hold a special belt, not like one of these bullshit regular ones that Lucas Matisse has and shit like that. So um, yeah, moving forward and all that, Ramirez a side and Progrom's gonna have to come to the no, get up out that swamp in Louisiana or wherever he's at down in Nola, and come out here to the valley and run that mile. We'll see, we'll see. I, I I don't see it happening, but we gonna see. Yeah, we will see. We shall see. We gonna see. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. Shout out to my man Smoke calling in. Um, everybody on the internet, check us out. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, comment, do all that good stuff. Uh, we'll definitely see you fr- uh, Saturday. Oh, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be in Sin City, so we're gonna see what's up. We're gonna see what's up on that. Uh, that that's pure. And what that's are you prime. doing in Sin City? What are you? What business that's, do you have in Sin City, Willis? I got hey, I got something going. I just got a little something going on out there, like I said. So you know that's prime pool Sunday. A little uh, what's that? Twelve o'clock. That's that's pool mm-hmm. pool party now. We'll see how it goes, man. But we'll definitely get it in on Sunday. Um, and until then, Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek. We'll catch y'all next week. We're out. <laughs>